You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. This is episode 38 of your favorite podcast in mind for the league, Keeper Gamesmanship 2.0. Angelo, how are you this week? I'm good. I'm feeling good now that we've got our keepers locked in. You know, I was anticipating people making changes. Yeah. I was nervous about what was going to happen. Now we got it. So we got to live with what we've got. We've all got four guys going in. I had a minor panic Sunday morning that yep. Kelsey screwed up, but it was my, my bad. Yeah, you We're sent out go. that. You prematurely sent out that email. I was early in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I actually got up at 7. Yeah. In anticipation of the keeper locking. So I was having my coffee, had my computer open, and I see that email come through, and I had a moment of panic. Did I actually set my keepers? And which I had, and I've got, I did a number of times, but I actually had a true moment of panic. So I can't believe the level of panic you must have been feeling when you were actually wrongly on on on, on last year's screen, and you saw that everybody's keepers were messed up. Well, what was weird was it actually was showing me the preliminary keeper list. <laughs> yeah. So Nick had no keepers. I was oh. like, how did this happen? I don't know how this happened. It was like a minor glitch. And then I, I refreshed and went to this year's page and it was all there. So all good. So here's what we're going to do today. This is, I don't even know what, to be honest with you, I don't even know how to describe this episode. It's probably our finest episode and effort of all time. Uh, this is a treat. This is Christmas. This is uh, New Year's. Uh, this is uh, your wedding night all wrapped into one. I agree. So let's. Uh, this week we're not doing winners and losers. We're doing winners and winners. I'm going to say who I believe has the best keepers yeah. as my three winners. Then you're going to do the same thing. Uh, so that will, that's how we'll start with winners, winners. Uh, we need to do an update on the RFAs. We've got more guys signing every day. So let's look at our predictions and yeah. the NHL reality. And, and it's well, it's pretty close. Pretty close and, and, and amazing. And 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 it's yeah, it's, it's just amazing here again how uh, clairvoyant we are in this podcast. Um, and we'll but we'll talk about that. Yep. And then finally, let's get into the gamesmanship 2.0. This is where we're going to look at um, any changes guys made. So we're not going to talk about all 48 keepers, but let's look at some changes that guys made. Um, let's look at their final budgets and let's compare it to historical data to see who's going in with a totally different. Uh, strategy this year than in previous years and finally then let's look at NHL teams and conferences and and who um, what teams are hot what conferences are hot and so on and maybe if we have time we'll look at maybe some emissions guys yeah that should have been a good kept. idea guys it should have been kept so um, on that so, note let's start with winners and winners okay uh, and uh, when 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 uh, I opened uh, the the PDF file. Thank you for sending it in PDF. Yep, of course. Um, when we opened the PDF file, there were some surprises there, and then you start really delving deep into um, the mindsets of managers and in, in, in terms of their decisions that they made. And I'll, I will t- I will tell you there were some surprises there, but I will tell you even more. The pool just got really real. Yes, it's really really real now. It's not just real. It's really real. And I want you to tell me who you think. The winners of just the keeper piece are number one for me is uh, PMF. Are these in what order a, for you? Yes. Okay. Yes, and the reason why is what a great move to keep uh, Jonathan Huberdeau. He was my number one target going into the draft. There's no no question. And, and if you listen to the previous podcast from September, you'll know that I talked about him a little bit too much. So um, and I almost acquired him. We were talking about doing a trade for Landis Gog and and Huberdeau. Almost we almost did it, but we yeah. didn't do it. So um, with Tavares Huberdeau. 
and McKinnon. Those are three top 10, top 15 scorers potentially in the NHL. And then Freddie Anderson's a top five goalie. For me, he's number one. Do you have a number one? Um, I do and I don't. Like, I, I kind of put mine not in any order, but PMF is on the list. Okay. I mean, he, it's just a simply an outstanding list of keepers. Cheap. Um, and he is he is uh, going into cheaper. You know, I mean, Anderson's at like 100 bucks and Huberto is 85 But, like, the quality of player you're getting, that's just a steal. He's going to go in uh, with 658 uh, That's still lots of money to have fun. He's a little bit below that sweet spot piece. If you if you want to listen back to the analytics episode, but I'll tell you um, with with that uh, list of players, he can afford to do so. Okay, so I'm going to say right now. So my winner, uh, PMF. My second winner is Heisenberg, and my third winner is Bowlby Whiskey Dick Van Dyke Show. Um, with Heisenberg, we're seeing uh, Kucherov, Bobrovsky, Matthews, Bishop. Um, so top goalies, top goal scorers. Uh, I mean, you can't beat that. That's an amazing crop of keepers. And then Doug. Picks up Alex Barkov, so he takes less money in, but he's got Barkov and Dreisaitl. Again, two potentially 100-point guys. Vasilevsky, who should win the goalie stats. And then Jordan Biddington, who is maybe a bit of a wild card, but he won the Stanley Cup last year. Yeah, Bobby's on my list. And and when I look at, at his team, um, he's, he's got, uh, you know... <sighs> 35 38 bucks in 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 uh, two top goalies. He so he's he's basically won that category. Yeah, I think um, so too. And and that's huge. And then he can just focus uh on on uh, the other parts and pieces of 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 uh, the points pieces and, and and things, but he's got 643 bucks. Phenomenal keepers. Um I Heisenberg wasn't on my list, but I can totally see that. Um I put Warm. Okay. Why not, Warm? Well, I look at Warren's team and I look at the quality of players that he has and for the price. And and the fact that Warren uh, steered a, a little differently than past strategies. He doesn't he didn't keep a defenseman this time. And and No, he did. He's got Victor Sorry, Hemmen. you got Hemmen. Sorry, yeah. And but Hemmen at 15 bucks. Sorry, yeah, my mistake. But he's got Hemmen, Goudreau, Gibson and Hellebuck. He's got two two top goalies as well. Probably not as good maybe as as what Bowlby has, but with Hemmen and Goudreau, I think He's got some quality uh, firepower going there. His strategy is a little bit different. It's, it's, it just feels a little bit different. Maybe it's because he doesn't have... Uh, um, he likes going in with a lot of D sometimes, eh? What yeah, I'll say I think, about, yeah, maybe what that's I'll say what I was thinking. Warham is um, he's got quality keepers and a lot of cash, whereas the other guys have given up a little bit on the cash area. So, But in summary, I'm taking PMF, Heisenberg, and Whiskey Dick Van Dyke Show. You are going... And I'm going with Stittsville, Bowlby, and PMF. All right. Um, so we agree on kind of two of them. Um, were there any others that, uh, if everything being equal, your list would have been different? That's a, that's yeah. a good question. Your your team, you just gave yourself credit for a good question. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good question I just asked. I, it was okay. a good question it I just asked. It was a good question. Yeah, I actually, you know what? Yeah. You would have been on the list if Rantanen and Point were signed. Yeah. Because then you would have Point, Rantanen, Marner, and Subban. Like, yeah. Uh, so you would have been definitely there, uh, and plus you're in the sweet spot of $774. Uh, but because two of the guys aren't aren't signed, there's a big mystery there whether when they're going to be on the ice, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean your your team has a close is, is is in that mix too. I mean you have a lots of ca- you have a lot of cash to spend. There, there there's just I look at every team and there's some real interesting omissions. You start to see the strategy, but everybody has some really good players. On their team already, yeah, really I, highly covered. I think every single team has a player that I would desperately want on my team. Last question: When did you settle in on those four keepers, and did you ever waver? 
I settled in uh, probably less than a week ago. So by the time that we were doing last podcast, I was pretty much sure on that one. And then when I looked at uh, I looked at that finally after last show, I knew that's the one I was going in with. I mean, Subban and uh, Lynn Holm were the ones that were up in the air. But I decided to give Subban a shot. I really uh, I really want to start the season with him and see what he's all about. Yeah, I changed my keeper at eleven thirty on Saturday night. I had uh, Pasternak. That Landis one surprised Gog. me. That change surprised me. Pasternak, Landeskog, Marchand, and I had Mark Stone at eighty-five dollars, and um, I just something. I just felt like I should go in with a goalie. Now David Riddich is a. Comp- we've talked about him. Yeah. Who knows what he's going to do this year? He could play ten games. He could play seventy games. I really don't know. But at twenty-five bucks, I figured I'd roll the dice on at worst. A third or fourth goalie for it, my This spot. is really, I found that one really exciting. Like Stone may have been a, a safe bet in some ways because you know he's going to perform. You know he's going to go uh, high in the draft. Um, but when you see a Riddich here, I like the wild card strategy too. And you see that with some other managers. Do you see any other wild cards happening a little bit uh, with other managers at all, Angel? Well, I thought um, I thought Mike putting in Darnell Nurse because Darnell Nurse could yeah, be uh, that's a, a, that's another one. A, a top two D man. And if Edmonton is improved, he gets power play time. He's going to get a ton of points. So that was one for me. Uh, Timo Meyer for Nick, uh, substituting him for. Uh, who was it from? Uh, Dylan Larkin, I think yeah. he had. So that was an interesting one. What about Gump with Yandel? Yandel's a great pickup, uh, but we're going to talk about a miss, I think, for Gump later on. We talk about some players that are surprising. Yeah. Um, I thought he, definitely Yandel. McElhaney made no sense, but I would have done one other move if I was Gump. Yep, same here. Okay, so um, let's move on. That's so it. That, that's the winners and winners. But overall, interesting keepers. Um, the, again, it, it, it really signals the real start of the pool when we see the final keeper list, and, and I love it. Okay, so we are into RFA um, signings now. We made bold predictions two weeks ago. Yeah, bold and right. And uh, most of them were right. Yeah. So uh, we looked at uh, 10 guys, Point, Randon, Martner, Kachuk, Connor, Line, Besser, Wierenski, and McAvoy. We now have a clear picture on four of those six guys. Yep. Um, so who do, do you want to start with a big one, Mitch Marner? This one is actually a surprise to me because uh, the, and if we want to bring it back to fantasy hockey, so I have – Point, Rantanen, and Marner. Those were my three FAs. Three out of my four keepers were RFAs. Um, I thought uh, Marner was going to be the last of the three to sign. I honestly did. So it was a bit of a shocker to see him go first. And you see in all the news now, again, TSN's been reporting the whole kind of backstory to to uh, the Leafs signing him, him and them coming together. But uh, that one was uh, that was really an exciting point to see, and I'm hopeful that Ranton and Point kind of get along and get on the uh, contract train and, and start signing. Okay, so I, it, it amazes me how close we were in accuracy. So yeah, we, this is we had picked we had picked uh, 10 million at two years. Yeah, we thought maybe he'd do a short term one. Yeah, <laughs> or 12 million, 12 million at eight years. Uh, traded to the Flyers. <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The actual deal was 10.983 at six years. So we had, close. we had we had a 10 million figure in there. Yeah, that's true. But okay. the more important thing is he signed. Are we the worst GMs ever? Possibly. Okay. So that's just no, murder. No, no, no. I think I think I think, uh, I think uh, the Senators have a worse one. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about <laughs> Zach Wierenski. Okay. Yeah, this is actually really bad. Yeah. Okay. I'd have so no <laughs> idea what he was thinking in terms of the, uh, that contract. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I actually, and truly, all, all kidding aside, is he must really want to play in Columbus. Well, I, you know I, these guys, I just so, don't get this. But Besser, Wierenski, and McAvoy all did the same thing. Their third year yeah. is loaded 
Like it, it's an I inflated that, number. Yeah, I saw that. So that maybe, they're yeah. so restricted free agents, and that's the minimum amount of money that they're going to get going in. And then these are bridge deals, so they're looking really to 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 uh, hit the free market okay. again. Let's look at so. Besser. He was last night. Yeah. We predicted six, seven, five times uh, three years. He did five, eight, seven at three years. That's actually pretty close. That actually is really close. Not bad. That was that one. This Chuck went up for us. That was a good good prediction. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, but I think Marner to Philly was uh, never disclosed. I think it was very close. I think that's one of the offer sheets. I think so too. He received like two or three offer sheets. I think. Oh, well, for the, sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think you're going to see a 12 million figure on one of those offer sheets. Well, yeah, I, so, I think so. Wierenski. too. We Wierenski, said we eight did, for eight million for eight, and wow. Well, we did five million for three years is what he got for 15 million dollars. Yeah. Not bad. Pretty yeah, close. Pretty close. I mean, five million uh, plus three years is eight. We predicted eight million. There we go. I mean, that's, that's just close. simple math. That, that is simple math, and again, shows you how uh, how close we are to the pulse of the NHL. We were there was a forty nine million dollar difference. Yeah, I've seen worse. I've seen a lot worse. Not bad at I all. I mean, for the federal speed. government has deficits like that all the time. Look at Doug Ford, Look fifteen at, billion dollar deficit. Actually, it's only so, seven. That's right. So I mean, hey, we're close. Trump change. That's right. Charlie McAvoy. We we predicted six and a half million by two years. Yep. He did three years instead. Yeah. I mean, what's a year? That's right. Like when, That's in the big grand scheme of things, a year is not a lot. At four point nine million, but his last year is seven and a half million bucks, which is close to six and a half, really. So I think I would say that uh, we're pretty accurate. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty impressed with uh, with how close we were. So I think we check back in, uh, you know, as these guys sign next week, and and we continue. Now I'm going to ask you a question. We yes. still have yet to see Line, Connor, Chuck, Ranton, and Point sign off our top ten. Who's the next one to fall? Okay, I'll give you my list. Kyle Connor will be the first one to sign. Yep. And then I'm going Miko Rantanen. Yep. Braden Point. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk. Patrick Laine. And I wouldn't be surprised if Laine gets traded. He's, yeah. he's 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 dissing the decision. Did you read it today? No, he's but I know I'd he's in a, Europe now. He said I'd be a first line player uh, if I was on another team, but I'm playing on the second line in Winnipeg. Yeah. So I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think he does either. I think he's gone as well. So he's going to be obviously the. It, it might be a, 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 a sign and trade kind of thing um, with them. If if he gets signed before any of the others, that's what it is, uh, a, a sign and trade. But I think uh, my first one, to, the next one to fall, I am going to say will be point. Really? Yeah, Ooh. I'm going to put it out there. It's either going to be one of my two. I have to put the vibes out there. Did you hear last week he was offered 5.7 million? Yeah, that made me cry. Whoa. Well, which that's is not close. which is totally. I even know how much uh, room they don't. Tampa Bay doesn't have a whole lot of room, do they? No, they don't. Okay, well let's do this. First bet of the year. I'm picking Kyle Connor. You're picking Braden Point. Yeah. Uh, the loser has to buy the uh, free pack. Uh, no, I think we need to go to a restaurant. Oh, the okay. nicest restaurant in uh, Springfield. Yeah. Boston Pizza. Yeah. And we'll have a beer there. Yes. On the other person's tab. Absolutely. Done. That's done, a deal. Done and done. All right. Okay. Okay. So that's uh, that's our RFA update. Very accurate. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. I know that uh, Sportsnet and TSN likes to say that. You heard it here first. They, they did hear it here first. And, and they and we because we beat out those insiders. We're more of an insider than Bob McKenzie. If uh, it's amazing because we've never met any of these guys. No. I mean, it's I I think again. I think I've said this before. Somehow. I think because we're using Google now. Yeah. Is Google using our data and then feeding it? It, it is amazing because, like, you I know, don't read the privacy I don't agreement. Know, I don't know. I don't know these guys. I tweet at them saying, hey, do you want to hang out? And they mm-hmm. just, I've been blocked by a couple of them. But that just, I think that just develops our connection that I know what's going on 
with those guys. I sent a screenshot of this to Nick Kiprios. Yeah. Maybe that's why he got fired. Maybe. I don't know. Plagiarism. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay, on to the – what are we doing next? Main topic. Let's Main go. Topic. So we, we've done our FAs. We've done the winners, winners. Gamesmanship 2.0. Let's break down some keeper data. of this episode 38 keeper games of shit 2.0 and i can't begin to explain how excited i am for everybody who's listening right now because we're going to talk about things like median um variance words that you do not necessarily think of uh, uh for when you're dumb when, fantasy hockey for guys. dumb fantasy hockey guys so this is this is um what a treat they're going to learn is, they're going to learn about stuff they may be able to like use those terms in everyday speech, like when they're talking with their wives. Maybe I don't know. Fantasy hockey for the educated. That's what we're doing right, right now. This is this is not the Chevrolet Cavalier. No, Ooh. no. This is the Audi A6. Yeah, that's what we are with fine leather seats. And we don't need to apologize about it. Audi no, no, it, we're intelligent people. Okay, highly educated. So here we go. So let's um, first thing we're going to talk about. Very simple. Let's look at the manager. Uh, a player that he added, a player that he deleted, if yep. there was any changes, and then how much money uh, he's going into the draft. Nice this and simple. Is, that, keep it simple, but it tells there's a lot of storytelling here. There so is. So take it away. Okay, so the new guy, uh, Mike Hughes. He's always going to be known as the new guy. Well, he will be. Maybe that's what he should call his team name because he still isn't over yet, but yeah. he hasn't even started. Yeah, that's the new guy. Okay, so he dropped Carey Price. Uh, he added Darnell Nurse and got about another $120 from making that change. Yeah, that was, yeah. So he goes in with our highest budget at nine hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, he has a lot of cash to spend. He and that that's an interesting choice because again, Price is going to play lots of games. I mean, the Canadians are the Canadians right now, but um, I like I like him rolling the dice on this one. I actually like this choice. I do like this choice. I'm surprised because Darnell Nurse isn't on the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, this, that's even more shocking. Yep, but yep. Um, so. He's got work to do at the draft, though. So he's got good players. But he has a lot of cash to do that work. That's right. He's got emerging players, but he's got to be aggressive early on. I but think. he he left last year, and I think he learned his big lesson because he left cash. He left about five hundred dollars on the table. Yeah. So I. Th <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he I think he's got to learn his lesson on that one. He actually may spend five hundred dollars on the first player he bids on and wins in order so he doesn't leave five hundred on the table. I think that's how he thinks this works. So uh, we were texting this week. You know who is top two? <coughs> 
top two prospects were going into the draft. He was ready. This was how he's going to build his team. Who? Jonathan Huberdeau and Alex Barkov. Oh, no. So he was an angry person oh, Sunday morning. Ang- angry Mike. Yep. But anyway, so he goes in with a 9-15, a fairly significant change. And for those of us that need goalies, Carey Price is now available. Yeah, that's great. That's great to hear that there's another goalie on the table. But again, you know he's not going to go cheap. Nope. So number two. Hennessy, he's going in with $878 into the draft and yeah. made no changes. He made no changes. And and what do you, th- again, coming back, because he was one on your list, right? Um, do, you, do you think he needed to make a change at all? Would you have done something different? No, not on his team. I think it was time to move on from Ben. He's got um, two good goalies in Jones and Hart. Hart, I mean, Philadelphia should be improved, they, they, I would hope. But yeah. every year we think they're going to be improved. Yeah, he's got great keepers. John, John Carlson is a top three uh, goal-scoring defenseman. And yeah. then Cam Atkinson scores 40 goals every year. So yeah, it's amazing. that one I'm not sure of with, with all the changes in Columbus. But I, I would say with $878, he's, he's what is in it, a good yeah. position. No, it's great. So good. Yeah, Tony, you're, you're looking good. Okay. Um, number three is you, the Patriots. Uh, so you said uh, goodbye to Bergeron. Yes. And that must have hurt a little bit because you then, but it softened the blow because you have Lanza Scott coming in. Yeah, and I've got eight hundred and sixty-nine dollars going in, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, at the and end you're of the up, day, but you're up like you had seven, seven. It's almost a hundred dollar difference, so you gain about a yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah, and the and the thing is, um, for me, it just I do love Bergeron, but his body's just is cutting out on him. The last two years, he's played sixty and sixty-four games, and he does put up points when he does it. But I'm not going to spend a hundred bucks on a guy who's going to play 60 games. Are so you, Now, bigger question here is, are you, are you worried um, about being out of the sweet spot now? Because you were kind of in there. Are you worried about no, about, well, you know about the analytic piece here when it comes down to it? You move from 780 to 869. You are clearly out of the sweet spot. I've won it once, and I have um, finished second twice. And I, the year I won it, I had 700 and some dollars. But the, the two years I finished uh, second, I had uh, $850 or more. Oh. So. I actually perform better, I think, when I have money at the draft because I'm such a terrible drafter. Yeah. I just have so much well, money. Well, this bodes well I get for you, winning, yeah. w- winning second place. Yeah. Who are you going to win? I could get second be place. Behind? could be me. Um, number four is our friend Robbie Warren with the Stittsville Raccoons. No change. You know what? He changes his mind <laughs> yeah. more than anybody. Yeah. Uh, and I know this because I go through the, the preliminary keepers and I see to make sure that guys are active and doing stuff. That's right. Uh, and, and Rob... He was either playing games or he was going back and forth with several different scenarios. I think he settled on the right scenario for himself. He has $867 going into the draft um, and good keepers. So I think, I think he has great position. keepers. Um, and as we just said, he was on my list. Um, and I don't think a change was necessary. So I'm not surprised that he's staying pat. Zoltak. Okay. So we talked about him last week. No changes to his keepers. He's going in with 843 he needs to do something different at the draft. If he doesn't win it this year, then he has to dramatically change his draft strategy. He's got good keepers, except two guys aren't signed. He needs to get Kachuk and Connor signed. Yeah. Um, but if they get signed, he's, he's mm-hmm. going in with really solid keepers, a good amount of cash. So I think he'll be fine. But you know, this is like, a, you know, I would encourage him to try something different, and that would be to go in with 500 bucks one year with expensive keepers like Connor McDavid and see what happens to his team. Can't be worse than finishing 11th. No. Right? And, and do you think, uh, would you have kept Dubnik in this? That was no. the one we talked about last week, right? Like with him, if any change, it, both of us were a little bit worried about Dubnik. He's had him for a long time. Do you think a change is needed? Well, he had Varlamov, so I would have taken Varlamov over Dubnik, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. But what, again, what, but what do we do you know? know yeah, what do we know? We just okay. write in pretty much everything we say. So the last guy who didn't make any changes is um, 
last year's favorite for most of the year. Yeah. Uh, Gibby, he he made no changes. He's going in with 807 bucks. He's got Hurdle Monahan, Flurry, uh, Riley, really great keepers again. Uh, he's going in with $300 more than last year, so. Uh, and he spends at the draft, so I think he's going to be super aggressive. I think you're going to see, for a, the total of $63, he's keeping Monaghan. I think you're going to see um, an incredible value coming from that player. You're looking at Hurdle again. I, I like his keepers. I don't think necessarily the, the, in terms of the, the, the greatest list of keepers. But at $807, he's absolutely lethal in the draft. He will fill in the holes where he needs to, and you will see him in... I'm going to make a prediction on Aiden right now. You're going to see him in the top four um, to at least uh, December. There we go. Yep, because right. he, he's deadly in the draft. Okay, so the next one, uh, you made one change. So really, you know, we talk about preliminary keepers and the gamesmanship, but at most... Guys just changed one player. Yeah. So we're pretty accurate with what we keep. Um, and and most of the guys did a change. But uh, So you you made the trade. So you got rid of Landis Gog. You kept Mitch Marner. Uh, end up being a great move for you because he he's playing. He's playing tonight. He's signed for the long term. That's right. And then you are the only manager that goes in with uh, the sweet spot number where um, guys win, which is you've got $774, which means you have been declared the favorite for the year. Really? You're the only guy who's going in with 774. This Everyone is, else is outside is of the winning spots. So. so on episode 38, Keeper Games of Shit 2.0, you are crowning me the champion? No, you'll find oh. a way to screw it up. But oh, okay. I, you should win based on previous data. Okay, I'll take that. You should win. I should win. And the nice piece of this one, as I rolled the dice, I do I think I won the trade? Yes and no. I, I think I won the trade with you in, in one way. I'm getting a $300 player that I think would go close to $300 uh, in the draft for 166 bucks. I win that, okay? I lose the fact that I traded uh, um, uh, Landis Cog away to you for, it was a $28 player. So I kind of lose that difference and you get more cash going in. Yeah, for me it was a, it was a player and one hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. So, but I think I, I I still love that deal. I love the fact that I'm 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 at that money seven hundred seventy four dollars. I'm happy. Okay, so on we go. Nick in a box. Yeah, Nick is. He, uh, he dropped Larkin, and he picked up Timo Meyer. Ran so, into Nick today, chatting with him. And and well, a he's looking good. Always. Yeah, he um he looked he, he started to look a little bit wary, and I was starting actually getting concerned about him. But he actually had a smile on his face. He still had that like slack jaw look in his his eyes, kind of something like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Know. You know what I mean? Like like he's kind of been hit in the head with a two by four. But to be honest with you, he's happy with his keepers. Okay, he he said goodbye to Larkin, picked up Meyer, um so he's down a little bit of cash, but not a whole lot. Like what twenty bucks? Yeah, so I, he must have – Dylan Larkin's a centerman, I think. But Larkin, I, I believe, would get more points than Meyer, so that's curious to me. But he's going in. He's just outside of the sweet spot at 693. Um, but I like his team. For the, it, Most of the guys haven't met Nick, I guess we should say. He looks like uh, Cliff from Cheers. Yeah. he, can, he, he Minus the suit. Minus the, the post office suit. Minus the post office suit. But if guys are – you know, we keep talking about describing him and Insane. stuff. He's got a beautiful mustache. He does. So just think of yeah. Cliff – from Cheers, and that is uh, Nick in a box. He actually has a Boston accent, too. It's funny. Yeah, it's I don't so think he's strange, right? It's weird because he's never even been to Boston, but he has it. Do you maybe pick that just, up when you live outside of... Uh, I don't you know. Maybe he just watched Cheers a lot and wants uh, that, or like, uh, I don't know. I don't or know he maybe he watches Wahlbergs. The Wahlberg, Wahlbergers. The Wahlbergers, yeah. All right. All right. PMF? Yeah, PMF. PMF, this one is interesting to me just simply because... 
um, of, of the player he deleted is of keeper value. True keeper value. Yeah, so Shabbat, you know, he's but his plus minus will probably be terrible this year, but he was only $10. So what a tough decision for PMF, but he gets Huberdeau, who got yeah. 90 points last year. And he so. really didn't have another spot to keep Shabbat. No. Because if you look again, you look at PMF, it was Tavares, Anderson, and McKinnon were those other keepers. So it didn't fit in, and he's not going to he's not going to delete Tavares. He's not going to delete Anderson definitely or McKinnon for Shabbat. So obviously, but that one must have or had to hurt a little bit at the very least. It had to be a little bit painful. But again, that that uh, that uh, uh, easy point there for him coming into it is that it's Huberto that he's getting and great like he's an amazing player. I believe I believe that it's a a great call on his part. I'm, yeah, there's a lot of people lamenting the fact that Huberdeau is not available anymore. And the next guy too. So uh, Bulby actually did the exact same thing that PMF did. Dropped Roman Yossi, who was like a $13 guy, to pick up Alex Barkov. It cost him at the draft. He's down to 643 at the draft, but he's got now Barkov, who's a hundred point player. Are you shocked by this? Mm, yes. I'm no. What I'm shocked at is that he kept yes. Because Barkov and um, Drysaddle are both uh, $140, $376. Yeah. Really good bargains, but yeah. that takes a lot out of your draft. Takes a so, lot out. Uh, I, I think it was pretty gutsy on Doug's part to do that. Um, and I'm not surprised they didn't keep Yossi because he doesn't like defensemen, as we've said before. I'm, I'm not um, surprised at this at all. Um, I had a gut feeling, you know, he may have been shopping Yossi heavily. Just a feeling, eh? Just a feeling. Gut feeling. And uh, the fact that Doug doesn't is not big on D. Yep. Okay. Um, the other thing, uh, just a shout out uh, to to Doug for his comeback, his retort to our Vaskaleski yes. issues with uh, last week. Yes. So so um, Doug listened to the podcast where we said for the sake of family unity that yeah. um, he, he should trade Vasilevsky for quick. his son's favorite player. Quick. That's right. But then he sends a picture with his son wearing a Vasilevsky t-shirt. Yeah. So uh, that was an excellent comeback. It was a touche, so I guess we move on. You know, the number of times um, life imitates fantasy hockey is crazy. So that was an example last night. Um, my son wears number 37 for hockey, which is Patrice Bergeron, even though he's an Ottawa Senators fan. I talk about Bergeron so much that he decided when he was like seven years old that he wanted to wear number 37. That's a great number to wear, though. It's a great number. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, in my class right now, we're currently working on spreadsheets. Yeah. It's an important skill for kids to learn. And <laughs> what better way to learn than through hockey stats? So I've got them right now looking at players in the NHL, looking at their historical stats to yeah. make predictions for how they're going to do this year. So we're, we're teaching projections. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, we're teaching data management. We're teaching um, func that, functions, maximum, minimum, average functions. And this, the, all of this research, because really this is it's research that yeah. is going to be handed to you. For marking. For marking purposes only. Yes. So nothing, you're not going to like glean any in key information or details or... If From that, you know what? That's not the intent, obviously. Obviously, no. I wouldn't. I would never do that. But no. what what we're doing here is is um, really solid pedagogy. 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 Pe pedagogy. Because <laughs> I take it very seriously, and so I think it's great for the kids. Um, you are a consummate professional, my friend. Yep. yep. And uh, I have I've sent out a few uh, images of kids working. I know um, Rob's son is in my class. Yeah. He, he was currently working on. He's working hard. On, on some stats. You should try to to get um, Rob's son to skew some data so Rob uses that 
for the draft purposes. Great idea. Yeah. I have taken that into account. Thank you. All right. Um, this is our last one. Um, no, we got two more. We got Heisenberg. Oh, you just crossed that one off. It's Heisenberg. Okay, take your Heisenberg, Heisenberg and I'll do uh, Gump. Yep. So Heisenberg dropped Taylor Hall. He added Sergey Bobrovsky. I wouldn't have kept Taylor Hall because of the injury issues. Nope. And Sergey Bobrovsky, I don't know if I would have kept because of the dollar value, but, I mean, he goes in with Bishop and Bobrovsky. He's battling Doug. for uh, Doug and, at this point, Doug and Heisenberg have 12 points or 11 points in each of the goalie categories. I like this one. He is because he. This is a this is this is a shot at Doug, uh, but I really like this one because uh, you know Bobrovsky is going to go over. He was 198 or 190 something mm-hmm. keeper value. Um, you know he's going to go for more than that. He's going to he's going to go over 200. So even if he saves himself a couple bucks, if you were to get him, the the question would could he get him? I love this one, and Heisenberg did a great job. This one, um, so uh, Gump, uh, so Gump uh, did a change too. Okay. Yep. He uh, got rid of McElhenney and he picked up Yandel, which is a phenomenal decision. Okay. Well, and that uh, only cost him uh, about twenty bucks. Yes, but he doesn't have any money left. He's going in with three hundred and seventy-three dollars. We're just talking about that and delete first. Okay. On go. But you're right. That leaves him with three hundred seventy-three dollars, which is an issue. That could be an issue for him. But he works the next day at 4 o'clock in the morning, so I think he wants to get the draft done quickly. I could see Gump doing some auto-draft after a few rounds. Do you, so do you think Do you think we're going to see uh, the Gump strategy as we saw last uh, last draft? He can't, he can't because he doesn't have enough money. That was I brilliant, think the, though. I mean, you give, yeah. you got to give a shout-out where, where, where that's due. That I think he'll try brilliant. it in the early goings, but he's, he's not a player for any of the big guys. No. But he, he has Crosby and Kane, so why does he need to be a player for the big guys? He doesn't. And I think he, he he's still going to be, even with that uh, little uh, – dollars on 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 his team or in in the coffers he's still going to be uh, a, a threat for some of those key cheap players and as we've seen before it's crazy to see who's available in the later rounds for 40 bucks for yep. 30 bucks so so here's he'll, here's be, all, he'll means. be all right he'll be all right so so everyone we keep talking about how much money will be available at the draft this year well with the changes we saw in keepers were actually below last year so last year we had eight thousand uh, sorry, last year we had $9,245 available for managers to spend. Wow. This year we have 8911 so we're at $334 less that, per team, which is about $30 less per and that And that, that, that kind of makes sense, actually, because when I, when I was, my initial reaction was that, wow, these dollar changes have, uh, these dollar amounts have changed since last week. So when this when I opened this up on Sunday, I was just like, wow, you know, this is this has actually changed my strategy in t- terms of when I want to go after players at what time in the draft, right? Because of uh, of available money and who's actually my bigger threat than others. So that makes sense. There we go. Okay, so let's um let's quickly turn now to what guys typically go in with. Yeah. And the variance. And we're going to go from guys who are going in with the least amount of money compared to their typical draft strategy to the most amount. And we'll go through this fairly quickly because we just need to talk about a couple of items. So up first, not surprising, Gump, Uncle Martian. He typically goes in with 656. He is down $283 from his typical draft strategy. So his median uh, budget has been 656. He's always been on the low end. This is this he's always been on the low end, but this is a this is a I think he's he's a new territory. Has a manager ever gone in with this low of a dollar figure in our in our pool history? Um, Aiden went close. Aiden was five, wasn't he? Do you remember last year? Yeah, was no, he was, he was five. But you and I have been in the three hundreds. Oh, but this is really close. This is yeah. really close to the lowest ever. Yeah, okay, we, I remember being in the three hundreds, and that didn't really work out. No, not at all. <laughs> 
Okay, so next, and this one really doesn't count because Nick hasn't been in it long enough. Um, he's going in with um, 693. Yeah. He typically, he the year before he went in with 894, so he's down 200 bucks. So that's a superstar player he's down. Yeah, I, and, and to be honest with you, I think I think he's been in long enough that we can actually say this is going to switch his draft uh, strategy. I think so too. So because he, he knows he knows the he's been through two drafts now. This is his second. This will be his second. This will be his second. So he 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 knows this. No, he's been in through two, hasn't he? No, last year was his first. Was it really? Yep. Oh my god, it feels like forever. Um, I think I do. I, I honestly think like he, it, it will change his strategy, and it's going to be interesting to see who he targets and when he's trying to target them. Next is the champ. So last year he went in with 741, which was a sweet spot. He typically goes in with $684. Yeah. That's his median. Um, so he is down $93 from his median. He's going in with less than what he usually does. So he's about 100 bucks below what he usually does. So he's going in with 591 Yep. And this, again, when you're looking in the $100 territory being down, that is a quality player yep. that you're not getting. Uh, for a hundred bucks, or you're hoping to get later uh, in the rounds for cheap, I think you're going to again see a different strategy. Okay, so White Flame, he had a thousand bucks last year because he was a new guy. Yep. Um, and he's gone in with a lot of money this year. He's our big guy with nine hundred and fifteen bucks. So he's got eighty-five dollars less, but it means nothing to him because this is the first time he's actually had keepers. Yep. So let's see how he handles having four players and that much cash. And I think again, everything being equal, being only down eighty-five bucks is not is nothing when you have all that money to spend. And what you're going to see from Mike is is a completely different draft strategy because he's been through one already. And uh, I think you're going to see uh, something better. Let's just say that. Okay, let's go on. So Aiden yeah. is going back to his traditional strategy. This is the one I'm most keen on because, again, I think Aiden, um, I've said it before and I'll say it again, he is the most deadly in the draft. And he is most strategic, and he does he does incredibly well in the draft. So let's hear what you have to say. Well, the reason we say that is because of our managers who have been in for a long time, so the data actually means something. He goes in with the most, typically with $861. So he's down only $50. He's down to the $810 range for this year. That's pretty close. The year before, he was at 500 bucks. So he's going back to what's worked for him, and we know that he's going to bid really aggressive early on. And I'm, and I'm, I'm going to say that he's going to win the draft this year. Well, so he when usually we do our, does, right? When I do when I when I say when we do our draft up uh, recap episode, I'm I'm calling it that Aiden wins it. All right. This definitely won't be you. No, it won't be me. It's never me. Absolutely not. You actually do well at the draft. Yeah, but I don't. What do I do? I but, find a way I to mess know. it up. It's like leading the first kilometer of a marathon. It's true. All okay. out. You run this fast, right? It looks good though. We're in the early going. Oof. Who's going to catch this picture. kid? Okay, so Whiskey Dick Van Dyke Show, he is, um, typically goes in with 684 He's down $41 from his median budget. That's nothing. Nope. No, that's a secondary winger defense. Yeah, yeah, so, that's nothing to worry and about given, for him. given the keepers he has, that's pretty good. Stay the course. The guy who's staying the closest, speaking of stay the course, PMF, typically goes in with 660 bucks. He's going in with 658 so he's only down $2. So that statistically, break him. insignificant. That... <laughs> or actually going down $2, or as we call it, two players at the end for you. <laughs> Sold. Sold. Every single year. One year, what was it, five in a row? Oh, I think I was You had to pick least. your, you were the only one who had players left and you picked five guys for five bucks? Yeah, five guys. It's like, it's like KFC. Five, five dollar foot long. Five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. <laughs> okay, Zoltok. Uh, yeah. Zoltok is our first manager to actually have extra money. He typically goes in with 800 bucks. He's going in with 843, so he's plus 43, yeah. which which allows him, and he's a good guy. He's a, he's a, well, he's a good guy in life, but he's really he's aggressive, aggressive at the draft. He is. 
And, so um, to, for him to have any extra dollars, um, you know he's going to be using those very strategically, whether to get a player or to drive prices up. Mm-hmm. So you know, and again, and you think about it in the grand scheme of things, forty-three bucks doesn't sound a lot, but if you're adding ten dollars here, twenty dollars there to the price of a player, that chips away at your total. Unless you're Mike, when you have five hundred dollars at the end, it doesn't really matter if twenty bucks here, twenty bucks there. Do you know you've never met uh, Rob Gay? No, we've talked on, on on the podcast, but he yeah. seems like a nice guy. He's a great guy. You know who he looks like? Uh, Norm. Well, close. The the drummer from the Dave Matthews Band. Oh, there we go. Very similar. Yeah. There has been times, and, and he's a good friend of mine, where I see him, and I right away. I'm, you want you you have your autograph book out. Yeah. I'm and say, hey man, can you send this? Oh, wait a minute. Number forty one is my one of my favorite songs of all time. Yep. Love it. Okay. Uh, Stitzville you Raccoons. Get him to play it for you. Rob Kakud. Yep. He's he's actually talented. He's a good bass player. Is he? Mm-hmm. And that's for real. Okay, um, Stitzville Raccoons, Warham. With no changes this year. Uh, he typically goes in with 758. He's going in with an extra 109 bucks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Um, so, again, with Warham, uh, he does his research, but he, I think he does it very different. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not emotionally attached to any player because he doesn't really watch hockey, uh, and I think that allows him to get that distance here. With $109, you know he's going to use that incredibly strategic. He also has a son who's learning spreadsheets right now. Oh, the research. Competitive edge. That's right. Okay, yes. let's, let's go into our final three here. So um, the champ two years ago is going back. He's got a lot of money to spend at the draft. He typically goes in with $604. He's oh yeah he's got another sorry he goes in with seven sixty usually mm-hmm. and he's going in with one hundred and eighteen dollars extra so he's at, at the second highest he's right? at eight seventy eight eight seventy eight so he's got that's a pretty much a superstar yeah in he, extra cash he's got he's got one hundred and twenty bucks basically extra to spend um, he is the champ he's got great keepers um, and uh, so I think that puts him up there not he's just under Aiden. But it like puts him under maybe number two to win the draft. Okay, so the final two are you and I. And, and here's what's not surprising. Yeah. Um, when we did the big numbers episode uh, two years ago, you and I were the least consistent managers with a draft strategy. So it's not surprising that at all. That wasn't surprising at all because we, we have zero. Like we do, I think out of all the managers, like everybody does their research, but um, we, I think out of all the managers, we second guess ourselves the most probably. I would like to say that in terms of our research. Tied with Warham. Tied with Warm, and and so being inconsistent, not a shocker. Okay, so you usually go in with uh, six oh four. You've got plus one hundred and seventy dollars, which is a major player. That's a major get. player. And then I usually go in with six thirty nine. I've got an extra two hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. Hello, what? Connor McDavid. How? Well, probably not, but no. still, I got Connor McDavid money. You do have Connor McDavid money. I will not. I'll probably split that into six and end up getting. <laughs> I'll get six $40 players or something like that. I don't even, I can't even think of six guys that would be like the Casperi Kapanen. You could have go get the Kapanen's. I'm going to get six Casperi Kapanen's. That one actually surprised me. If you, if you, you, in terms of your strategy, because again, I go back to your, because we're always texting in between, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes your strategies have really marveled me where you've sat back some years and waited and then got active. That's not strategy. But then, then, but then there's some years you've gone really out, uh, hard out of the gate and then completely, like, second get the text come in, oh my God, I don't know what I just did. I think I overspent. Mm. And then the doubt kept, and then that affects your, your, your next draft. And then there's other years, like, you've got, you've made your list and you stick to your list. This is going to be, you have so much more money this year. 
Connor I'm McDavid. Like, I am wondering how this is going to mess you up for the oh, next will. two it weeks will. or week or whatever. This uh, you saying that you and I are texting back and forth. I, I text with so many guys during the draft; it gets confusing. One of the highlights for me last year was the absolute euphoria that you had because you got two or three guys really early on. Yeah. But then you had no money left. So I you didn't, zero. So for about two hours, you didn't bid on anybody. No. I sat and watched Netflix. <laughs> that was awesome. I actually, like, I did. I went for a walk. I came back, oh, and man. it's still, like. That was good. What's your draft beer this year? We're, we're going to wrap this up Oosh. really quick. We're going to look at a couple real quick things. We'll wrap it up. But what's your draft draft beer? I I don't know if I'm going to go with, like, uh, a craft or I'm going to go with my, my standard Budweiser. I've been, uh, <clears throat> so I over the summer, I went to Whitby quite often. Whitby. And uh, there was a brewery there called Town Brewery, and I would pick up a four-pack every week when I went there. Yeah. And uh, my son was playing tennis. I would sit under a tree and have a beer. Yeah. It was my beer tree in Whitby, Iroquois Park. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna try to get some town beer. That's my goal. That's that's really good. I yeah. have no idea what I'm doing. That's okay. It's still a week and a half away. There we go. Okay, so let's – here, let's wrap this up. Let's look at keepers by team. We're not going to go through every team. Let's look at some changes that are, are pretty big. And then maybe some surprise emissions, and we're done. Yeah, and I think this is interesting too because it really it, it may indicate um, players that people would be targeting, like secondary players. Everybody we know everybody's going to be targeting the superstars, but secondary players based upon the the projection of team performance. So I think this is very telling. So here, let's throw this out. We don't need to go through all 31 teams, but let's do this. Let's look at teams that have um, four or more players kept, yeah, which is I pretty think that, significant. I think that's, that's a good one. What surprised me is Calgary is our number one team with yeah, five would, keepers. I would not have guessed that at all. And they're tied with San Jose and Toronto. Toronto doesn't surprise me. San Jose doesn't surprise no. me. Calgary surprised me, but Calgary and San Jose went plus three. There's three more keepers from that team than, than last year. Are you, are you surprised to see... Calgary over like teams like Tampa Bay and Florida. Yes. Yeah. Me yes, too. absolutely, I am. Um, so Calgary, San Jose, Toronto. We've got five guys kept from there. Colorado has four guys. It shows they're an upcoming team. Well, that's the top three of them are the top line, right? We talked about Florida early on, and we saw Barkov, Bobrovsky, and Huberto added at the last minute. That's right. So they are. There's four keepers plus Yandel. All and four Florida guys were added this year. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and then Tampa Bay, we round out. The uh, teams that have four or more, Tampa Bay is not surprising at four keepers. Was, were you surprised to see Stamkos not on the keeper list? Um, I was surprised because Nick said he wanted a top uh, top centerman, so I thought maybe he would have spent yeah, the money Yeah, I was a on. bit surprised on that one. Um, but again, it would be interesting come draft day. Okay, now let's look at our bottom. It's about ten teams, and, and here's what they have in common. They have no one that was kept. Buffalo, Carolina, Detroit, the Rangers, the Senators, Arizona, L.A., Montreal, Nashville, and the Islanders. The one team that really stands out to me is the Nashville Predators. Same here. One of the best teams in the NHL, and nobody. So they're wide open. Yeah. Top six players, top four D, That's both right. goalies, everyone's available there. This one I found incredibly interesting, given past years keepers. You know, um, you look at Rene and you look at um, uh, Yossi, and uh, but gone back into the draft, which is exciting. So that again. It's showing that managers at, um, at some point, even though they may be cheap keepers, are willing to take some risks early on uh, in, in terms of who they're declaring as a keeper. But I am surprised with Nashville. Okay, and I'll add one more and then we'll move on. Um, Carolina surprised me as well because they are an emerging team as well. So I thought we would have seen at least a keeper from there, and I thought we would have seen multiple from Nashville. Well, I, with Carolina, with Aho, right? That one was, that's very interesting. Okay, so let's do two more things. 
Before we wrap up. Okay. Uh, so you said, Aho, so you're surprising keeper omissions. Give me two players that you're surprised that didn't show up on the keeper list. It's, it's Sebastian Aho and, it, and, and, and it's Stamkos, to be honest with you. Um, Stamkos was expensive, but look at, look at who he's, he's in between. It's, it's, it's insane. And the, and the points that he, yeah, there's questions about his health and he's made a glass, but I mean, that, those are my two. For me, the number one omission by far and a huge error was Gump not keeping Alex to bring cap. I would agree. Yeah, that probably, 40, yeah. 44 bucks. He was a big one for me. And then I think Zoltok, as I said earlier, should have kept Varlamov over uh, Devin Dubnik. The biggest shock um, is, is, is that to bring cap. Yeah. And, and uh, running into to, to another manager today, they say the same thing. Well, Debrinkat is someone, you know, he's like um, uh, David Pasternak, a guy that you get for 40 bucks and you keep forever. Yeah. You know, or you trade him. Or you for trade him for, yeah. for another superstar just to get you over the edge, right? So, But he's, he's one that's going to be keeper value is going to be 44 plus 10% for the next whenever, right? Yeah. So this is the last thing, guys. And then we're, we're done and we're, I guess we're moving on to the draft. Uh, we always wonder if there's a West Coast, East Coast uh, bias in yeah. this pool. Th this year there is. And the West Coast wins out big time. 20, 27 keepers from the West Coast, only 21 from the East. I think East. part of that is because of Mike. I think so too. He, he, he's, he's keeping three out of his four players are, are from the Canucks. So yeah, that's true. part of that. Um, but is that a shocker to you? It is because I, I think most of us cheer for East Eastern Conference teams and our biases usually are, oh, totally. are, are felt in our keepers because we have a, an yeah. emotional connection. Uh, but this year we're voting East or West Coast. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see where the, the champion comes out of what, what conference, right? Mm -hmm. um, all right. There, digest that, folks. That has been episode 38, Gamesmanship, uh, Keeper Gamesmanship 2.0. Uh, an incredible episode full of chalk pack. You're going to probably have to listen to this thing 10 times at least. Um, to, to get everything out of it. Angelo, what is up next week? So we, we've got to decide. One of two things is going to happen. Either we're setting up the draft. Yeah. If we get to it before Thursday or not, then we got to get together Friday, and then we have to digest what happened at the draft. Yeah. Okay, so we're, it's draft special. It's draft special. Draft special. Pre-draft special or post-draft special. special. That's we'll what's see coming how down. it goes. So it all depends on, on, on where we are in our schedules and, and, and you, where you are with spreadsheeting uh, with, your, with your students at Springfield uh, here. So uh, that's been it. That's been episode 38, folks. Uh, see you guys. See Good you research. Later. Yep.